Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. I am really excited about today's show. I'm going to be joined by Natalie Jill, and we're going to talk about a very creative Pinterest strategy that Natalie has used, and you can use as well, to grow a massive following on a lot of other social networks. Yes, this is a play of using Pinterest to actually grow audiences on other networks. Very interesting. I think you're going to love it. If you want to reach out to me, you can email me at podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com. That comes right to my inbox. And with that, I'd like to go ahead and share a brand new discovery with you. After untangling a school of anacondas, look what Michael Stelzner found. Do you struggle to keep up with the latest news in your industry? Are you looking for a cool little app that might keep you notified when certain important news items break? Well, I'm excited to announce that Facebook has a brand new app called Facebook Notify. And it's a very simple app. You install it on your smartphone, and I'm using it on an iPhone. I'm not sure if it's on an Android yet. And what you do is once you install the app, you get to select all these different categories like news and tech and all sorts of other categories, and you can select the publications that you most want to monitor. For example, I monitor Wired Magazine uh, and Mashable and a couple of others. And the way this works is whenever a major news item comes out, you get a notification on your phone that's kind of like a text message. The moment it comes out, you can click on it and it goes directly to the article on the website. So basically what Facebook Notify does is it just notifies you when important news is coming out in categories that you care about. Now, why might you want to do something like this? Well, first and foremost, I think it's kind of a neat way to keep up with super breaking news in your industry and perhaps enable you to be one of the first to report it on the various social networks because this thing is pretty accurate. Uh, from what I can tell, it's typically within 20 or 30 minutes of publication, you're getting that notification. Um, I, I've at first didn't really, wasn't really sure how I would use it, but I'm actually beginning to enjoy it. Um, these notifications only stay on your, in the notifications app for about 24 hours and then they're gone. So it's a little, it's a little like Snapchat where things disappear if you want to come back and le and read it later, you can do what they call bookmark, and it'll allow you to bookmark certain kinds of stories. So check it out, Facebook Notify. It's free. You log in with your Facebook account, and I'm sure there's a data play here for Facebook, but for the most part, Facebook is really not, um, you know, it's not obvious this is a Facebook service at all. 
and I think it's pretty cool. So give it a shot. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top-tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. With that, let's transition to today's podcast interview. To help simplify your social safari, here's this week's special guest. I'm very excited to be joined today by Natalie Jill. If you don't know who Natalie is, she's the founder of Natalie Jill Fitness, a website dedicated to health and fitness. She inspires women all around the world with her video and her visual content, and she's really got a very unique social strategy that's helped her grow a massive 1.3 million fan Facebook page and 470 plus thousand Instagram fans. And I'm really excited to welcome her to the show. Natalie, how are you doing today? Good. Thanks for having me. So today we're going to talk about your strategy, Natalie, and how you're using Pinterest as your secret marketing weapon. Yeah. And um, I'm pretty excited about how you're using it to grow your Facebook and Instagram and YouTube following and, and pretty much whatever you want. And we're going to get into that. But before we do, I want to back up for a second and just hear a little bit about your story. Like, how did you get how did you get involved? What got what brought you to social? Feel free to share whatever part of the story works for you. Yeah, no, it's it's actually funny because I always say I I started this whole business and my social media journey by accident. And what I mean by that is I was in sales and marketing at a medical device company that had nothing to do with what I do now. And I through my own personal hitting of a rock bottom, I had just had my daughter, I had gained a lot of weight, and I was going through a divorce and a, a huge financial hardship. This was back when the stock market and the real estate market had crashed, and I was going in the first time in my life through just this really rock bottom uh, place. And this is when Facebook was sort of new. And I, for my own comfort and for my own help, turned to Facebook as a, for a support system mm -hmm. to share with others what I was going through, um, to talk about my struggles. And I was really looking for some help on my own. And that's sort of where my, where my journey began was just reaching out to connect with others on Facebook. So you were pretty much just using Facebook the way a lot of people today use Facebook, which is just to share some of your challenges and struggles that you were facing, right? It's exactly what I was doing. But what happened was people were very interested in what I was going through. And 
for instance, I was deciding that I needed to lose weight and I started sharing what I was doing for that, that I was, what I was going to be eating. I would post pictures of food before anyone else posted pictures of food on social media. And mm, I would say it's things your like, fault. <laughs> yeah, I would say things like what I had an album actually called what I eat mm. and I would share that. And what happened was just the natural salesperson in me. And I always say a good salesperson is someone that you never actually catch selling because we don't even know we're selling. We're just right. sharing information and helping to solve problems. Others were asking me about the food, um, how I'm using it. And that gave me the idea to, to start my very first product, which was a recipe book online, an ebook download. And how far, how far back, what, what do we talk, what year? You my think gosh, was? this was about four years ago okay. that I did that first, very first product. Um, and it was literally pictures from my Blackberry phone at the time, not even an iPhone, of just food pictures that I put into a PDF file and made a recipe book. Mm. But what happened was I had a very small following at the time on Facebook, um, but people were interested and I shared that book and people were buying it for me. And I had no system at the time. I just literally would send them a PayPal request for their $10 and I would send them this PDF file of the recipes. But that um, just started to spiral because people love the recipes and now they were saying, well, how do you put this together into a meal plan? So I sat down one weekend and I wrote, and again, I'm not an author. I was not, you know, I was not somebody that knew how to publish a book or anything, but I sat down one weekend and I decided to write what's now my seven day jumpstart. And I did it in a weekend. I just put together, this is, you know, this is what I did to transform. This is how I started to lose the weight. These are the steps. This is what I ate. This is how you do it. I put it together and I launched my very first um, full product um, through Facebook, which was my seven-day jumpstart, which has since been, you know, greatly revised. But people bought it. Was they it videos it. or ebooks? Nope, or? it was just an ebook that I literally wrote in a weekend. And I think that's funny now. You know, I have a, a book coming out that's published through a traditional publisher, and I look at the process that that takes, and it's it's funny that I literally wrote this ebook in a weekend when a, a published book takes so much longer. Right. Um, but people not only bought it, they loved it, they got results, and what happened was they would email me through Facebook and say, I loved your seven-day jumpstart, I lost five pounds, greatest thing, they'd send me a picture, and I would say, can I share this? It'll motivate others. And I would share it on social media, and it just had this contagious energy about it because others would see it. They would want to know what they're doing. And by me sharing success stories and listening to what my audience was asking, my Facebook started to grow and my product started to take off. And that's literally how Natalie Jill Fitness was born initially. Did you even realize you were onto something in the beginning or was this like a hobby or what? It was I always loved nutrition and fitness. I had, you know, I'm a licensed master sports nutritionist, but it was always my hobby. My career was sales and marketing, and it was with dental implants. It had nothing to do with fitness and nutrition. Mm. But I but I knew I loved fitness and nutrition. I didn't know what I would do with it. I didn't know I was gonna turn it into a business from social media, but I was doing what I knew to do how to do. I was sharing information, I was being real, I was listening to my audience, and I was creating things based on what they were asking. Now, somewhere along the line, Pinterest works its way into the story. So kind of yes. bring us up to Pinterest yeah. like, and how that all worked in. So I built my business initially on Facebook. And 
this is before we had Facebook pages. So I think in its peak, I had about 5,000 subscribers. Remember, they had subscribers on Facebook. So I had friends and I had subscribers and it Mm. grew to about that. And what happened was I started to realize I can't have everything on Facebook. So I started to expand onto other social media sites. And I, you know, I would do Twitter and I would do Pinterest, but I didn't really understand all of it. I just put content there without really diving in and learning. But what happened was... Facebook took a turn um, where all of a sudden I wasn't getting the subscriber action that I once was. Um, I It wasn't getting the same reach and I had to start diving really deeper into other social medias. And I first dove into Instagram, figured it out, got that going. And then when Instagram sort of stopped getting caught up, getting the reach that I was used to, I thought there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a social media site that my content gets better over time and reaches more people. Because what I would find with Facebook and Instagram was you could post something and it would get shared and you'd have a good you know, day or maybe a couple in a week. And unless you were running an ad to it, it's just, it's just not there. And I thought, there's got to be a better way. And I would look and I would see on YouTube, you know, things would get views over time and get better. You know, you would see a video that had a million views that was posted years ago. So I was sort of searching for what social media has that. And that's when I looked at Pinterest and I noticed things getting repinned that were a year old or, you know, older. And I thought, you know what, I need to dive into this because I think Pinterest has this content value over time effect. So that's when I started diving into Pinterest. Now, in the meantime, I wasn't neglecting Facebook. I kept growing it. I was and, growing. And just it. real quick, how long ago did you get started with Pinterest? Oh my gosh. So Pinterest, when I started deep diving into it, was only about a year and a half ago. Okay. So this is where it gets really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us about your, tell us about, first of all, your, your fan count on Pinterest. So my fan count on Pinterest, this is funny because I look at Facebook, I have 1.3 million. On Pinterest, I have less than 50,000, but it doesn't matter. And I'll tell you why. If you look at my pins on my Pinterest, the amount of repins and shares I have is just out of control. I have boards on there that have, the pins have been repinned thousands of times. And if you think about that, every Pinterest user, if you take an average Pinterest user, let's say they have a hundred people that they share, they follow on their Pinterest or that follow them. If you take a thousand people that repinned and each of them have a hundred, I mean, imagine how many people are seeing that content and that stuff and it just keeps going. And I started looking at that and noticing that and I would check my web analytics and you, you can see clearly where your traffic comes from. And I would see that I was getting this enormous traffic from Pinterest. And a big reason why is it was showing up on Google. Pinterest shows up on Google much greater than other social media sites. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Pause there for a second. So this is wonderful because I want to, I want to zoom in on why marketers should care about Pinterest because so far what we've revealed about your, your scenario right now is that Pinterest is actually one of your smallest social networks just from a pure follower account perspective, right? But what it's secret sauce is, is very, very powerful, which we're going to get into in a minute here. But one of the key advantages is your pins are getting optimized on search. And what, so what, I mean, explain, I mean, obviously that's very beneficial, right? So are you, Yes. are you, I don't know if Google Analytics is able to tell this, but I would imagine you can see inside of your Google Analytics, 
lots of traffic coming from specific pins and then you can go into yes. search and you can see that they happen to come up high in the search and connect the dots together. Is that kind of what you've totally. been doing? That was, that's one thing, but I, but I took it even a step further than that. I'm saying, I was saying, okay, I'm getting a lot of hits from my Pinterest. I'm also seeing that my blogs and my content are getting repinned a lot because they're visually appealing. So I thought, how can I use Pinterest to now help with my content in other places, not just on my website? So I tested this and I started with Facebook. Now, granted, my Facebook at the time, I want to say when I really dove into Pinterest, probably now I'm up to about 100,000 followers on my page on Pinterest. Facebook, which sounds like a lot, but compared to the 1.3 now, it's not, (laughs) you know. Yeah. You're talking about when you started the strategy. Yes. So I, what I would do is I would take something that I was putting on Facebook and I would screenshot it. So let me give you an example. I would take a video every morning on Facebook. I do a six o'clock AM short workout video clip. Okay. But they weren't coming up in search engines on Google and um, they were just reaching who they'd reach on Facebook. So what I started doing is I started taking screenshot images of my video. And I would add them to Pinterest on a board called Bodyweight Exercises. And I would link it, because you can edit a URL on Pinterest and direct traffic wherever you want it to go. I would link it to that actual video post on Facebook. And I would let that go. So what would happen was now people searching bodyweight exercises, workouts, fit mom, whatever I was tagging, would find that, could find that on Google Plus or on Pinterest, and it's going to now take them back to my video on Facebook, which was really interesting because Facebook doesn't even have an option to pin things from there. There's no option to pin things from Facebook, and I had found a way to do it by creating this. Okay, so wait for a second here because I want to wrap my brain Mm -hmm. around this. So you kind of see Pinterest like this fire hose, right, of of traffic or inbound whatever, and... You know, I, I'm a, I want you to envision a fire hose and you can aim it wherever you want, right? You yes. can aim it to your blog or you can aim it to your Facebook page and wherever you choose to aim it is where the magic can happen. Is that kind of exactly. what I hear you saying? That's exactly what it is. And I call it, um, I, I, I call it my Pinfinity concept, kind of like infinity. Yep. Because what I'm doing is I'm taking content from any place I want to go and I connect it through Pinterest. Now, a lot of people listening right now are like, why in the world would you choose to drive your Pinterest traffic to Facebook mm-hmm. and not to your own website? So let's talk through that a little bit. Mm-hmm. What's what's the benefit there? Sure. Well, a lot of a lot of things. Social proof is huge. Um, anytime you have social proof on something, it's just going to be ginormous. So if I drive traffic to my website, great. I might get eyes on my site. Somebody might buy something. They might look around. However, if I drive them to Facebook to a video that has a ton of traffic and comments. I'm going to get somebody really curious and realize, okay, she's got good content here. They're going to start looking around. What Facebook always did for me and what some other social network sites did for me is they let you form that relationship, right? Because you're on a website and you're, people are reading about you. It's not a relationship. It's not conversational. But on social media, it's very conversational. So if I can get somebody engaged on my videos on Facebook now they're in my little network. We're friends, basically. Mm-hmm. So they're more likely to buy and return and, and be a fan and be a customer. So to me, it's not about either or. It's both. So it's but kind I, of like you're building communities on the various, or tribes, if you will, right, on the various social networks using your secret weapon of Pinterest. And then yeah. when those tribes exist, what happens? I mean, in your case, like having such a big Facebook page, how has that benefited your business? 
It's, and it's not the number at all. It's because I have this great network of people that I've connected with that I'm, I feel close with, you know, we're, it's a, it's a community. Mm-hmm. I've built my own community there. And, you know, I, I, it's, it's funny. I, you, I might have somebody jump onto Facebook one day and say mean things. You know, everybody has the haters and I have people come to my rescue because they've been with me for so long on here. They know me, they know my answers. Um, it's, it's a fun community. So so to me, that was just one example of how I could use Pinterest, but there, there was just so much more. Let me give you uh, another example, YouTube. I had also, because I wanted this content value over time where things get better, I had started my YouTube channel about a year and a half ago as well. And I had nothing on YouTube. I had a couple of straggling videos, but I had no subscribers. Um, I have over 100,000 subscribers now, and I will say that's because of Pinterest. I would put a video on YouTube, let's say a workout video, for instance, and I would now screenshot exercises from my YouTube video, and I would add them to a board on Pinterest, and I have a board on Pinterest. You can see it's called Printable uh, Workout Cards, and I would link that to my YouTube video. Well, these printable workout cards in the form that people like on Pinterest, these long, skinny visual cards, got repinned and shared so many times that it drove just a tremendous amount of traffic to my YouTube videos. So now I realize I'm really on to something here with, with how to grow content through Pinterest. Well, I, I like this because, again, um, if we remember the big, big daddy Google, so to speak, right? I mean, owns YouTube, which a lot of us forget about. And if you can use Pinterest and all these repins to drive traffic to YouTube and get a YouTube video to be super popular, um, that's going to come up in search as well, I would imagine, right? Absolutely. Yes. And that's going to benefit you as well. What I really like about this strategy is you are basically creating content on a couple of core platforms. And then you're using um, a platform to kind of selectively drive and grow those various audiences across those platforms. And I would imagine you could do it over and over and over again. Am I right? On different platforms yes. as they emerge, right? And it's, it's, I call Pinterest sort of my, plat, my connector platform. It's the connector. It connects them all. And, you know, with what I do is I, you can get really creative with this and loop things around every which direction. So, for instance, you could put a video on Facebook link it to Pinterest and then link the Pinterest to YouTube and then link that to your blog. You can keep going. So you're taking the same content and now you're putting it on various sites and linking it together, which is going to increase views and traffic everywhere. Well, I'd like to spend a few minutes kind of breaking down mm-hmm. um, kind of the process so people can understand it. So let's let's start with like, let's say that you just created some content for let's say publication next week or tomorrow. Yes. You know, w- walk through kind of Walk through the process with people so they can wrap their brain around how you do what you do. So let's let's take a YouTube video, for example. I release a new YouTube video every Tuesday. And what so I film the video and that's gonna get embedded on my blog. So that's already one place I'm putting the YouTube content. Then what I'm gonna do is I'm going to screenshot or have somebody screenshot for me. Um, images from the YouTube video to make an infographic that's visually appealing for Pinterest. Yeah, let's pause there for a second. Mm -hmm. So um, explain how that whole infographic screenshot thing works, because I think people would find that pretty intriguing. Sure. So I'll take an exercise one, even though you can do this with a number, you can do it with recipes, you could do it with with business growth tips, you could do it with anything. But let's say I'm doing um, an ab workout video. I will take some screenshots of the various exercises, and I will 
um, take clips of what I said, like how to do this exercise and write it on the card. And with Pinterest, you want things to be long, skinny, and very visually appealing. So I'll use bright colors and make the pictures clear. And I'll make a large, long, um, postcard from that. And you can do that with free apps. I mean, you could use PicMonkey on the web. There's all kinds of apps to do this with. Um, so I will embed this card into my blog, but I will also pin, tri- pin it on Pinterest. Okay. So hold on a second, mm-hmm. just because we're going a little faster. So we're using, let's say PicMonkey and we're creating some sort of a series of rectangles, right? Yes. That are like probably that 16 by nine shape for the video, exactly. right? Exactly. And then we're taking various screenshots strategic screenshots from the video, putting them into this uh, stacked grid, if you will, right? And maybe putting a little caption underneath each one. Is that the idea? Yeah. And I'm making a content, you know, something that people would want to share. Step one, step two, step three. Step one, like five exercises to get flat abs, for instance. Um, Exercise one, you know, crunches exercise too and i so it has right. a picture and an instruction so you know there's con- there's value to the to the person viewing but is, it. let me ask you this question is there a call to action at the bottom of the thing that says click here to watch the video or is it designed to be just a standalone little thing with a comment at the bottom that says there's a video if you want to watch do it? either i do usually have a, a click here to watch but you don't have to um okay. but what happens is you put it on pinterest if you click on it i can now direct traffic wherever i want to go so i can either direct it to my youtube mm. Or I can direct it to my blog that has the YouTube video embedded. So I'm already, I'm taking one piece of content now and I've already put it through three places. So do you typically create multiple images from one video and alternate kind of where you send the traffic or do you do kind of one, you understand where I'm going with that? Yes, I I have. I've tried both. Um, Right now we typically do one Pinterest card um, for each video. But what I'll do now, because I've gotten, I want to just, keep the fire going is I'll also make a square image from that same one. And I may put that on Google plus for instance, and link it to Pinterest. So I try to take as the same content and as many different sources and put it through the different platforms, linking them all together through Pinterest. So at what point do you decide to send traffic to your website at the, at the destination where the video lives? Is that typically where Pretty you- Pretty much, yeah. yes. And that was one example. So with the video, it typically is going to end up going to where my website is. Gotcha. So um, this is pretty, pretty intriguing. Um, actually, brilliant, I guess, is the better word here. I love it. Um, so what about Facebook video? Have you experimented with that at all? Yes. I love Facebook video, and I, and I do that all the time. So I started... That's where I have used this both directions. So I will put a Pinterest, I'll put a video on Facebook, for instance, and I can screenshot that and add it to Pinterest to help direct more traffic to my Facebook video. Hmm. But I've also done things like share a food picture, for instance, or a food video on Facebook. And I say, you know, Apple, whatever, you know, do you want some? Um, And then I'll say things like, get the full recipe, repin or share here. And I link it to the Pinterest post. Got it. Now, um, give us some tips for those of us that are creating pins. I mean, let's presume we've got a good graphic, you know, um, and once we have a graphic, I would imagine some of your secret sauce has to do with the text that you associate with the graphic. Am I right? Yes. So give us some tips, if you will, about like, what should we be doing maybe that we're not doing when it comes to the text and the copy around the graphics? You've got to think of what's in it for the person viewing it. And it would be the same with any social media site. I always think, you know, are they going to, is somebody going to want to click on this? Are they going to want to share it? Are they going to want to save it? 
Um, because if they can't, if you can't answer yes to those, you know, it's move on along. <laughs> so what do people want to click view, share or save or repin? It's got to be something informative that adds value. So there's no lengthy rules unless, as long as it's adding value. So you want to share actual good information through pictures and through verbiage. You don't need big paragraphs. No one's going to read that but little bullets that actually mean something. So lists are great, like three things that this or five things or just anything that's quick tips in a short, easable way to read. You want it to be very visually appealing. And it's really important on Pinterest that you pick images, you use clear images, and you make that long, skinny card because that's what Pinterest likes and that's what stands out. So are you mostly putting your words inside the actual graphic using like Canva or PicMonkey or are you also having text, a lot of text under the graphic inside the area where you I put, put your- most on the graphic. So, so for the text that's actually off the graphic, like mm-hmm. what's the typical kind of recommendation of what we ought to say there? Because I would imagine that's where your call to action is, yes. right? Keep it short and simple. And, you know, you want to, people are automatically going to click a pin when they want more information. Um, but so you, but it's not a bad idea to say, click this, or, you know, if you want to do a call to action, you could say repin or share or click here, you know, to click to learn more. You can also put a link. Um, you can write a link down there as well. How do you, what about like, um, the search optimization side of things uh-huh. here? I mean, how do you decide what kind of, I would imagine there must be some keyword optimization stuff that you do. Sure. You know, it's not as technical as you would think. And I'm, I'm actually, I'm ashamed to say, but I, even with my website and my YouTube videos, I've gone through the whole, how do I, what's the best SEO and what are the right words? Honestly, I just use common sense now on what are people searching for? Got it. So what I, I think like that, I th- if you know who your target audience is, who you're trying to reach, you have to think, what is it that they would be Googling? And that's what I use. Got it. Um, how do you, what's your idea, what's your ideation process or, or, you know, I mean, like a lot of people listening right now might be like, okay, I'm not a fitness guru like Mm -hmm. Natalie is. So, um, I can't make cool videos of doing workouts. Um, but maybe I have an expertise in another area, you know? So, so the question is like, how do we brain, how do you brainstorm and come up with ideas so that you don't Mm -hmm. run out of content? Right. Cause the key to this whole thing is going to be the content, right? So the best part is, and this is what I hadn't even said about Pinterest, is where Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, you've got to be constantly coming up with new stuff all the time over and over again. I mean, you can't just do one post a day and let it go. With Pinterest, you can seriously do one post a day or less because it gets better over time. So that's the first thing Mm. because you don't, you can, and you can reuse other stuff. Everybody's got content. They put someplace else they could use on Pinterest. They can change to put in the format for Pinterest. As far as it somebody saying, I don't have cool exercise stuff. Let me tell you, when I jumped on Pinterest, I don't think anyone was doing workout stuff. People were doing crafts on there. So I tried it with the workouts. I think there's a need for everything. You just have to put your angle and your spin on it. I mean, I really, you could be selling trash cans and you can come up with something fun on Pinterest to do with it. Do you find yourself like surfing around on Pinterest and seeing a cool idea in a totally different space and saying, I should do that for my I, when I was first diving into Pinterest, I full on studied it for, you know, I spent a couple of weeks just studying it, seeing what everybody was doing. 
Um, and then I just came up with my angle. What would people be looking for? And I asked questions on other sites, you know, hey, and I, I even did a challenge. I did a challenge through Pinterest that I marketed on Instagram. You know, I said, hey, I'm doing a, I'm going to try a 30-day challenge. Um, who's in? It's free. Go here to this board. You, know, you can use other platforms to direct people there just so, so people see you even have a Pinterest account. Um, to, you can try different things. But the whole thing with Pinterest is it's a very visually appealing site. So it has to be visually appealing anything you do. It's just thinking that way. And then it's just like any other social media site, thinking what's in it for the person looking at this and how can I offer something of value through something visual? So we've talked about how you're using YouTube and Facebook Mm -hmm. and Pinterest together. Are there any other social networks like Instagram or anything else that you're somehow doing anything unique with when it comes to the strategy? Oh my gosh. I've tried it through everything. Google Plus is another one that I've, I've definitely linked through. Um, I have not tried it with LinkedIn yet. Um, I tried it with Twitter. It, it was not quite the same. Twitter is just a whole nother, uh, whole nother social deal. So right. that, I only tried a few things on there. I have not really dove into what I could do with Twitter there. Um, but every other site, even Instagram, I've definitely tried. You can even take uh, your URL from where an Instagram post is and put that on Pinterest. Yeah, so the obviously Instagram is unique in some regards because it's got to almost be the destination, right? Because there's no easy way to link out from Instagram without going to your personal yeah. profile. So, I mean, I've ha- done I've done a cute a few little tricks there um, based on this concept. For instance, with Instagram, I actually have eight Instagram pages. I have my main Natalie Jill Fit one, and then I have eight. Uh, specialty ones. So wow. I have like one called Gluten-Free Divas that has, you know, 50,000 people. And the reason I do that is that allows me to create different pages with links, even if it's just for the sole purpose of tagging it. So if I post wow. a workout and I say, um, you know, learn more about my stronger program here, I can tag that Instagram page and it's in that bio. That's awesome. I mean, like some people just had their mind blown right there. <laughs> I mean, I think the idea of creating a Pinterest page just to have a uh, something you can tag and and ultimately have a link out to is really smart. I mean, that that's amazing. And I would imagine you're you're probably cross, you're probably using the various Instagrams to kind of help cross grow each other as well. Yeah, you know, I I do. It's it's also a really nice way to get sort of targeted lists. You know, for instance, I. I do a lot of things. You know, I'm fitness and nutrition. My book coming out is based on recipes. So I have a page just dedicated to recipes. Not everyone wants that. I have, you know, I have a business, I have a page dedicated to Pinterest tips. Not my whole audience doesn't want that. So I do an Instagram feature page just for that. So I, it's, to me, social media is a puzzle. It's a, it's a fun puzzle, but it's, if you're doing it for, if it's part of your business, you've got to treat it that way and be strategic and not just try to do what everybody else is doing or just go for a number. It's, it's really looking for how can I maximize this and use my time wisely. I mean, I don't think anyone really wants to be on social media all day long. You know, I love social media, but I don't want to be on it all day long. So it's when I sit down to do it, I'm going to really try to strategize what's the best way to to use this. And I'm going to use the sites that allow me to maximize my content. One of the things that I would imagine is the benefit, a, a side benefit of having a significant following on these various social channels is possible partnership opportunities that present themselves, meaning (laughs) cross promotional kind of stuff. Does that stuff, does that stuff work? We've had other guests on the show that have talked about that. I'm just curious, you know, you're in a position where you probably have a lot of people approaching you, but do you typically have any insight in that or you're mostly focused on promoting your own stuff? No, 
I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. My, my rule with that, I, I do get a lot. I would say I turned down most of it. My, my rule is it has to be something I really truly believe in and would use and that would benefit my audience because right. my audience doesn't want garbage. And I'm very transparent with people. Um, for instance, with the fitness stuff, there are a few pieces of equipment that um, I do talk about and I am paid to promote them or you know, have a commission on They're like it. a I'm, sponsor or an affiliate or something. I won't do like a full sponsor thing. Sometimes I'll do an affiliate. Sometimes people will pay um, for an ad basically. Right. And, you know, if they pay for an ad, I have a lot of rules <laughs> there. You know, first I need to make sure I use the equipment. I have to be able to mention that it's an ad. I have to be really be able to be honest with my audience. And that is, is how I go with that. So um, I do them sometimes. It's a lot of times I, do, I turn them down too. So it depends. The big one I get all the time as people want to send me clothes to mention them, you know, I'm pretty selective. (laughs) I was wondering less about the, the, the brands and more about like your peers and whether or not you guys maybe support each other to help grow each other's, you know, audience. Like I, I had Nathan Chan on who uh, is the founder of founder magazine a few about a month ago. And, um, he has this share for share kind of philosophy where he collaborates with others in the entrepreneurship space. And they kind of agree to share each other's content. It's all purely, um, you know, valuable stuff, not promotional kind of stuff. And they just kind of all collaborate to help each other grow their followership. It it had been a concept I'd frankly never heard of before. And I'm just curious whether you see that going on on Pinterest or not so much. I I think it's more the way I do that. It's, I don't like that conversation. Like, Hey, I'm going to share your stuff. Will you share mine? I think it happens naturally from people that I'm actually working with and like, for instance, I will mention Shalene Johnson's stuff a lot because I happen to love her stuff. We're friends. I think her stuff is a value to my, to my audience. So it's better Um, to build a relationship and just become friends with people and then friends take care of friends, right? Exactly. Like Lewis Howes, I share, I was happy to share his book, not because he asked, but because I believed in it. Um, podcasts that I like, if it's something of value to your audience, you should share it. Um, but I don't like that whole, like I'll scratch your back. You scratch mine. You know, I share what I want to share. And if someone wants to share my stuff, I'm, I'm thrilled, but, um, you know, I don't, I don't like that. (laughs) Totally cool. Um, mention the name of your book that's coming out. Sure. Well, my book that's coming out is actually that story I told you at the beginning, my seven day jumpstart. Um, that is the one that I now have a book deal on. So my book that will be seven day jumpstart unprocess your diet. That'll be out in May. So I'm super excited about that. That's my first, um, legit published uh, book. That is so So fun. Are you done with the manuscript yet? I'm, I'm in the, I'm done with the manuscript where I'm in that back and forth right now. Ah, with the, the editing stage. stage. Yes. So fun. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a barrel of monkeys. So, but I'm excited for that this May. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and I also know you have, um, a Pinterest training program. Yes. So why don't you tell people about that program and also where they can find out more about of you course. and follow you on the various networks and such. So I have my program Pinfinity. Uh, it's a, it's basically, it's a virtual training academy where you actually log on to a membership site and you get detailed handholding with me where I teach you step by step how I grew Pinterest, how I made a lot of money my first month on Pinterest, trying to, working to monetize it, how I grew other social media sites through it. It's a very detailed academy that you do at your own pace and you can find more information on that at get pinfinity.com. And I will mention, I got a chance to look behind the covers on this one and I was pretty impressed. I mean, very impressed. There's a lot of videos in there and you really do reveal a lot of things that I'd never heard of before. So say again where that URL is. 
getpinfinity.com. Perfect. And it's, you know, I even have a lot of a screen share. So I show you exactly how to even make those graphics, you know, how to get on PicMonkey and make the graphics, how to link them. I walk people hand, hand really detailed on how to do everything I, I was talking about and more. Very cool. And then and as then far what- as my social networks, I'm on everything. I'm Natalie Jill Fit. Um, and then uh, except for YouTube, I'm Natalie Jill Fitness. Awesome. Well, Natalie Jill, thank you so much for sharing this totally unique idea with us. Um, I know that on behalf of all my listeners, it was super creative and um, I wish you all the best with the brand new book. Thank you. Well, I hope you got a lot out of today's interview. I know there's a lot of really creative ideas that frankly, I'd never heard of before. If there was anything that we mentioned in today's show and you just didn't catch it because you're out on the go, well, don't worry. We take all the notes for you at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 176 stands for episode 176. Also, if you're new to the show, hit subscribe button, the subscribe button on your podcast player. I would hate for you to miss a future episode. I've got amazing content lined up. Well, this brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you in the driver's seat next week. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.